everyone, welcome to the Raglan App Podcast. My name's Jenny Mack, and whether you're here for the first time, I'm so happy and grateful that you've decided to join me. It means a lot to have you guys sharing your inspiring Raglan stories and experiences with us via Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. It's amazing to see just how many inspiring people live in this tiny little West Coast town in New Zealand and all the good stories that come out of such a small population of of 3,000 people and the knock-on effects that this has on the surrounding people and communities. So keep sharing and please, please, please subscribe and rate and review this podcast because I love to see your feedback. Now this podcast is all about a very positive young man. He's very motivated, inspiring and engaging, especially with all the children that he works with. Harry Series is an adventurer at heart. On an average day, you'll find him hanging off the side of a cliff face, jumping down canyons in torrents of water and navigating underground caving systems. It was an absolute pleasure to talk to Harry about his passion for the outdoors and how he came to be in Raglan. I hope you really enjoy this podcast. Harry offers a lot of insights into adventuring in Raglan, so let me know what you think. Thanks so much, Harry, for coming in to talk to us today All good. at the Raglan app. Harry, you work for Raglan Rock. I do, yeah. You're part of the crew there. Yeah. So um, you're going to be giving us some insights and the lowdown on, on some cool things to do in Raglan. And um, I'm just curious to know yeah. what brought you here in the first place. How did you get to Raglan in the first place? So like most travellers, I uh, came to New Zealand, planned to be here for six months and just never left. So I used to work at a school camp just south of Auckland and then met Gareth, the owner. He came and did some climbing practice with us, perked up and said, oh, is there anything over in Raglan? Sounded pretty cool what he did. Mm. So he said, oh, come over, we'll have a beer and have a chat. So came over, had a couple of beers and by the end he'd offered me a job. Yeah, it just turned out to work out for us all. Conveniently, like time and place, it worked that him and his wife needed someone to come in and take care of the business while they went away and it just that's wicked he's a very charismatic man and all the kids love him yeah oh i think he's like a local legend to all the school kids they get pretty disappointed when i rock up and they're like (laughs) where's gareth they didn't look disappointed (laughs) the other day i noticed some children uh spotted you and 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 Uh, parents also spotted you and had lots of good things to say about yeah no it's pretty good it's been a pretty good way to get into the community i'll say it's like being famous Almost, <laughs> yeah, you almost. Walk down the street without being recognised. No, and I've noticed it like mainly, like especially this year. Like now, I've been here for a couple of years. Yeah. Like, go down the street and people say hi, and I'm like, there's yeah. no anonymity anymore. No, not it's anymore. It's like small communities. Yeah. <laughs> had you always been climbing and doing things like this? Not really. I guess like I start. I climbed when I was a yeah, like a little kid, and then stopped. And then when I went to university, I did an outdoor and environmental based degree. Um, got back into it, but I was never really pushing it or climbing properly. I guess I was a bit of a bit of a wimp in a way. Like I never wanted to push my boundaries or my limits. People I know from uni now look at me doing this, and they would have never seen it coming. I guess meeting Gareth, he like pushed me out of my comfort zone and got me to where I am, and that's how I kind of got there. So I've always been into it. Yeah, never pushed it to where I am now. And I'd never really done canyoning. That was a whole new thing. And then coming here, like I reckon, yeah, canyoning's close to what is canyoning? I don't know. What oh, canyoning is. so. Journeying and adventuring down streams and rivers and creeks, I guess. 
you follow you follow the stream and you follow the journey by abseiling or jumping you're making your own way downstream down a creek um, so you're always in the water and yeah um, a lot of them like for the big abseils you're going to need ropes and that's where you're abseiling and so yeah. you guys have got like um, points along the river that you've got all this equipment yeah yeah so we're super lucky in raglan that we've got um like a perfect canyon for people who have never done it before mm. um even people that have done it before they come along and say it's just such a different type of canyon. Not, it's not too intimidating that you've got 100 meter abseils, but mm. it's intimidating enough to push people out of their comfort zone and really get them pushing themselves, but also having an awesome time. And it's all based in native New Zealand bush. So mm. it's pretty magical in there. And then we're also super lucky to have the glowworms in the evenings. You go out and do it in the dark and you're jumping into waterfalls with and a little headlight on your helmet. And, and all the luminescence. Yeah, wow, yeah. So yeah, as, the, as it gets darker, you start kind of seeing so these little twinkling lights. Stuff? How does that work? Uh, so basically, um, the glowing that you're actually seeing yeah. is is their poop. Um, oh right. Yeah. So they, oh, I bet they, kids love it. Yeah, they they love it. Like we always kind of say, like um, really, what they are is they're a maggot and they glow in their own poop. Wow. So yeah, that's what you're seeing. Um, but they're amazing little creatures. They've got amazing little lives, and um, that's it's a real cool thing to see. Like you don't get them anywhere else other than New Zealand. This species, so they're pretty amazing. Wow. Yeah, that's definitely what the tourists like to see. The oh, international tourists. I, I mean, I, I'd love to do something like that. I stay away from rock climbing and and, and all those adventurous things because it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Part of me really would love to do that. But, oh, you should um, definitely come out. I think my daughter would love to do it. Yeah. Oh, is it, is it something sure. that you can do with children? Yeah. So our minimum age is eight. The normal group trips for day day trips and the glowworm trips. Yeah. I recently took a, um, uh, some grandparents who were over from the UK wow. seeing their Kiwi grandchildren and yeah they came out with us. We just amend the trip slightly differently. Obviously yeah like that took a bit of, that was a little bit more than doing the normal trip because we had to plan it. Yeah we can cater for, for nearly everyone. Um, yeah. The oldest I think is 86 that we've had in the canyon so wow. yeah there's ways, we're super lucky, there's ways around things, you don't have to do everything. So there's no pressure? No, no pressure like that's what's so amazing about it because you can push yourself to the limit you want to push yourself and we're there as the guides and instructors to help you push yourself but yeah it's also yeah, I so think cool. important to know when to not push any further. That's kind of why I came over here because meeting all the other guides and instructors I learned so much from them. It's a little bit different to your big kind of commercial operation that you find around the world. So. Mm. So yeah. what do you do if somebody freezes and someone gets really, really scared? What's, um... A lot of the time it's just talking. I always find that you kind of, you can say, ah, oh, you know, you can stop there, that's it. And you can say that straight away, but mm. actually not give the option. Because as soon as you've reassured them, they know you're, you're there. Like, personally, like when I've done stuff I'm not comfortable with, I feel like you just shut out everything around you. So it's, yeah, building that trust mm. back up. I guess the trust in our groups is good because we're never bigger than a group of eight, so you're, it's quite personable. Working to reassure them and always offering them that option that there is an escape. There's nothing in. There's nothing that you can't get out of. Like if you get yourself to that situation of the edge, you can get back out of it. So it's kind of weighing up whether that person can do it or whether they really can't do it, and then knowing yeah whether to when to call call it and get them out. I guess. Yeah. A lot of it is uh, you have to just get it past that boundary, and then you'll be amazed. Like people then. Are, it just switches. I would say like for us personally, the canyon, the biggest thing is the jumps. People get to the jump and um, you're jumping into quite a small area and they're like, yeah, get to the edge and they're like, no, can't do it. Mm. And you talk to them and you talk to them and then all of a sudden by the time you know it, they've jumped and you've missed the camera opportunity. <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, 
it's a bit yeah. like jumping not no, I, I don't compare it to jumping off the bridge but i remember jumping off the bridge at raglan and i was very very this guy just talked me through it he just was a random stranger just hanging jumping off the bridge himself and he said take your time no rush yeah no, rush, no that's time. the one definitely and i i just needed that and then i went and and it was it wasn't so bad no no it wasn't so bad and i felt great yes yeah. it's, it's afterwards how you feel afterwards yeah I think so. That you've done something that's really uncomfortable and survived. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, definitely. Like when people have done it at the end of the trip or after that bit, they're like yeah. different people a lot of the time. Because it is like when you're pushing your limit, and a lot we get is like partners or husbands or wives have bought it for the opposite and not told them what it is. And then they get there and you're like, oh, okay, we're going to have to <laughs> take our time today. The amount yeah. of everyone that I've ever seen has always pushed their limit, been stoked that they've done what's, what they've done. What's the most um, uncomfortable thing that you've ever had to do? Not just working for Raglan Rock, but um, in in life with something that um, really pushed your kind of comfort zone. It sounds really stupid, but I don't really like heights. Uh -huh. So even though I love rock climbing... There's times I'm not enjoying where I'm at. In terms of this side of it, like there's a couple of things, but in this side of it, I would say the climbing. So not even that long ago, went out to this amazing um, site and went climbing with Gareth and mm. to the sea cliffs. And we were aiming for a first ascent, so to climb a climb that no one's ever climbed. Mm. And uh, we built ourselves this anchor and abseiled down to this little ledge and the waves were crashing beneath us. And we, based on the surf report and what we checked out, it was meant to be a small swell and it was dead low tide and we were sweet. And we stood there on this little anchor and all of a sudden this big set started coming through. It was quite a, it was scary for me being on the bottom, Bile and Gareth while he was lead climbing up because it was me that was going to get wet. Mm. It wasn't more wet, it was being washed off. Mm. So yeah, it was like, we were always safe and we always knew what we were doing. But mm. I think it was like, there's something in your head telling you, are you safe? Like, mm. so the whole time you're double checking and double checking. Mm. And then, um, yeah, we, we climbed and I was probably four meters higher than where I was belaying from. And all of a sudden this set came through and the wave got me waist wet. Wow. So I kind of thought if we hadn't have climbed when we did, like, yeah, that would have been me. It would have been a different story. <laughs> yeah, like I would have been okay because I was on an anchor, but <laughs> I would have been bashed about a bit. So Yeah, I think so. So that was quite scary. But um, yeah, it was like, I don't know, it's this thing in your head just telling you yeah. that are you sure you're safe and the whole time like we knew we were safe we were like we wouldn't have been there if we weren't and um mm. obviously this was personal and out of work so mm. we try and push our limits too it was amazing like got to the top and the sun was setting and it was a real adventure so so you were yeah. glad that you did it oh it was amazing yeah got to the top and yeah gareth got first ascent and i got second um which then in climbing means you get to choose the name yeah one of our favorite movies coincidentally is the goonies so we decided oh, to call too. it yeah the goonies never goonies say die never say yeah, so now that climb is out there and it's called Goonies Never oh, Say Die. Um, wow. Because it was just a yeah, crazy, is that, crazy is that adventure. internationally, is that named now, the, cli the climb? Or yeah, I guess. So it's a private area, so we're not allowed to let anyone else climb there. We're, we're only allowed because we got permission. Glad you call it the Truffle but, um, Shuffle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be the next one, I reckon. It's such yeah. a great movie. So, oh, I love it. I watched, like, I, I watched it with my daughter the other day, and she's just still a little bit too young. Yeah. She got a bit scared with... Um, when they broke into the cafe oh, and, yeah. and the, the, with sloth the, yeah, and sloth. chocolate ice cream yeah <laughs> so she wasn't quite ready for it so i'll give her a couple more years yeah and then no, she'll get it definitely but it's got such a good soundtrack oh i love it cindy lauper yeah yeah <laughs> the amount of times i've played that on blasting out when we're heading mm. out to the caves or to go mm. climbing it's like yeah such a cool movie yeah it's so. it's it's an awesome movie yeah yeah it was my dad put that on when i was like 
probably 10. <laughs> it's yeah. stuck with me ever since. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's wicked. Yeah. And, and they're doing the same kind of thing. They're pushing their, their boundaries and their comfort zones and yeah. doing things that they don't want to be doing. Yeah. Oh, they're doing things I wouldn't want to do. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're pushing the boundary way too far. <laughs> but if you don't push, then nothing changes. No, like, exactly. It stays the same. Yeah. And I, yeah, like personally, I would never be doing this if I hadn't pushed that limit. Like, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even want to lead climb when I was back in the UK, which means you go up first. If you can't lead climb, there's no way you should be doing this job. Yeah. So you have to push it to get so to... So what changed for you? What made, what, um, why is it, what, what was it that changed? I was always quite a nervous person. Like, I used to get I kind of like, yeah, quite bad with anxiety. I used to get real, out, yeah, didn't like certain things and I just wouldn't challenge it. And then when I was 18, um, like one of my best mates passed away and we had these big plans of doing all this stuff. And then obviously he went and I was like, oh, like that just happened. Like within six months of him being diagnosed, he died. So I was like, okay, life's way too short. I guess like that was the biggest thing for me. I was like, okay, I need to do something about this. So as soon as I finished uni, instead of doing the normal thing and get a job and that, I just kind of worked two jobs nonstop, saved up and then went traveling for a year and then ended up in Australia and then ended up here. So yeah, and I think when I got to here, like I'd also grown up a little bit more too. I wasn't like just a little stupid 20 year old anymore. Yeah, it felt like I could still keep pushing limits. And then I think definitely meeting someone like Gareth and the other people I met, they really pushed me to get out there and do it. And With Gareth, it's his mindset. Yeah, Strong. I think that's the biggest thing about, yeah, that's what I learned off him. It's your mindset. It's not what your body says and like, obviously you listen to your body, but yeah, it's all in your head. You're never, no matter what happens, it's not the end. Like there's always, you always just keep going or you take a different path or take a yeah. different journey. Like, yeah. A, a lot of people s suffer with the, the negative chatter and the negative kind of um, commentary that is going on in the background in their minds. Yeah. Like, oh, what do you think you're doing? You know, you can't possibly kayak all the way over there. Yeah. You can't do this. You can't do that. And it's, I kind of, I guess it's, it's the body's way of keeping you safe. Yeah, I but think so. But you've got to realise like when to turn it off. Yeah. And say, thanks for that. I kind of think now like, yeah, there's two limits. Like there's mm -hmm. the limit and then there's the real limit, yeah. which is like life and death kind of situation. Yeah. Um, so you have to push past the first one, but yeah. then not push too close to the, to the next. Like, yeah. I would still say I'm definitely a lot more overcautious than, yeah. Yeah, than him or other people. Well, you need but... to be in climbing, and that's, that's really good that you guys are safety conscious and stuff. Are there times when you go with your gut instinct and your intuition? Yeah, Does definitely. Does that play a part? No, definitely. There is times when you, you might be... Um, Especially when I was climbing, obviously in the UK, it's always wet, even in the summer. So yeah. I was on one climb once and we were, it was four pitches. So it was about 200 meters and we were up at the second pitch and then the storm came in mm. and it was like, right, we either kind of really smash out the last bit and top out and then walk down or we just accept it and yeah, yeah ab off here. And that was definitely intuition and you kind of just have to, yeah, it does come into it and play yeah. a part that you're like, nah, <laughs> time yeah. to go, like just yeah. kind of take the pride away. And like, the worst I've ever been in is like a whiteout situation on the mountains oh, wow. um, where you can't see a foot in front of you and mm -hmm. yeah. So what did you do in that situation? Uh, just navigation, knowing like, like I knew how to use a map and a compass okay. and how to place markers and yeah. Or it, like, is that like orienteering or is it similar kind of thing? Or? I guess so, like in a way, like because you're understanding how to take a bearing and you're understanding mm -hmm. your steps. So it's all about marking where you're going and understanding where you are on that map okay. and then just being sensible and knowing when to find shelter and kind of take it out. I was on kind of a course at the same time. So I was lucky that we had one of the most experienced mountain guides in Europe with us. Mm -hmm. I guess that made it easier because we, <laughs> we all knew we were safe. Like if it really got bad, he yes. would step in and be like, OK, I'm doing this now. 
so yeah so he was actually there just watching us and seeing if we could do it yeah no it was that's it something was... i'd really love to learn how to do is to actually navigate correctly because i'm a geographer i still don't think i know how to do that no it's pretty like i can read a map yeah reading a map and taking a bearing uh you could learn like we teach school kids we do orienteering with them uh, up in our bush block yeah. and um you'll be amazed like 10 year olds get it just like that as long as you know how to take a bearing and find a marker okay. and work it out like that so yeah i would say orienteering is definitely like the most fun and the easiest way to to learn it but obviously like being english we don't have bush in the uk so i was like <laughs> oh went hundreds yeah, and hundreds yeah. Of years ago, when you're it? in a bush and you you only walk what 10 meters and then you're like oh am i in the right place mm. like yeah it's a very different type of the navigation moors are like that though the the moors dark moor and exit yeah. it's kind of a bit samey yeah it is and especially can, if the cloud comes in eh? yeah you like, can get stuck on the walls can't yeah. you know, it gets quite boggy you end up up to your neck yeah. in, in bog water is orienteering something i could do um with my daughter over the holidays or something yeah we do you run like so family we, courses we or? don't advertise running it but if someone emailed or got in touch and said hey i'm really interested in okay. doing a bush survival course for my family we'd be stoked to do it <gasps> bush so survival. yeah so we do a lot of bush survival especially with school groups but we also do birthday parties we just had a really cool one a couple of months ago actually with um yeah really nice local family who Lots of people will know, and it was amazing. Take them up, and yeah, we did tree climbing, bivouac building. Oh, um, wonderful. Making their own fires and then toasting marshmallows. So wow. depending on the age group, depends yes. on the level of doing it. Um, yes. And then we also, yeah, we've just developed a brand new team building um, challenge too, which is a whole storyline. So as soon as you get to the fence line of the bush, the story begins, and yeah, everyone's blindfolded, and then that's it. They do as we tell them, and oh they have goodness. to try and find their way out of the bush and survive for the whole day, and pretty fun. Like, it's wow. fun for us, because we get to... <laughs> We get to laugh at a lot of people doing some funny things. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. they, yeah. They're not blindfolded the whole time. No, no, no. Just no, blindfolded to the... into the camp. Right. So, yeah, it starts with um, half the group are blindfolded and half aren't. Okay. And then um, they get to the site and, um, and um, yeah, and then at the end of the day when they leave, the opposites are blindfolded. So they have to try and work out, based on descriptions, yes. how to find their way out. But that's, that's just the start and finish, the middle like bit. SAS so. stuff. Yeah, it's, it's pretty close cool. To the SAS as I'll get. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's pretty. Yeah, you learn. You learn lots. And so, what is that? What is the the thing that you like doing the most at Raglan Rock? Seeing people push themselves and like the reward you get from people. Like that's mm-hmm. the. People always say that. People are always like, oh, you've got such an amazing job. Like, how much do you get paid? Like, is it worth And I'm like, no, no, like, you don't do this job for pay. Like, you speak to any instructor, any guide, anywhere in the world, and they will all say, you don't do it for for the pay, you do it for that. And that's definitely the part. Like, you get some people who, um, you know, they just won't do it. Especially um, the biggest one for me, I guess, is like ab sales. Mm. So you get nine, 10 year olds come out and you're telling them to just hang their bodies off a 16 meter cliff and lower themselves down. It's terrifying, like, no matter how old you are. I had a uh, one boy this summer. It took him probably about 40 minutes to do it. It was just like... It's going I kept against. letting everyone come in front of him because we needed to keep it moving. But I was like, nah, he's going to do it, buddy. You can tell, I think. Like, when you do it a while, you learn who can do it and who really can't. And I knew this, this guy could really do it. And, mm-hmm. yeah, by the end of the day, he did it. And his face at the bottom, like, I've never oh, seen yeah. a smile like it. Yeah. And yeah, I was like, I looked around at the teachers and the, one of the teachers was like, I've got a tear in my eye. Like, and I was like, that is so good. And his dad came up to me personally at the end and was like, that was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And I was like, I was, it wasn't like me, it was him. It was his yeah. son. And he was yeah. like, that was so amazing that we got him to do it. And it's I was like, yeah. Changing. Yeah. It's life changing for these children. hundred percent. And it's like, this little boy was adamant he couldn't do it. Yeah, he did it. And, and imagine if he can do that, then the next challenges that he faces in life yeah i think well 
I managed it before. Exactly. So I guess I could do this too. Yeah. So... And I think in today's world, like, it's so negative and like everything's mm. bad press and stuff like that. So these poor little kids are growing up and they've got all these crises they're being told about. And it's like, mm. and then they go and do little things like that. And it's like, oh, well, I didn't fail that. Like, you know, I pushed my level. And even when you've got people doing stuff and they're like, tears are streaming and they're crying. And, but when they get to the bottom, they're like, oh, I did it. Mm. And it's like, yeah, it's trying to teach them that it's not, you know, like you're in control of your own life. Like and you somet- can... Sometimes as a parent, it's you feel when your child is scared and, mm-hmm. you know, that it's so much easier to let them not do it, but you're not helping them no. when you do that. In fact, yeah. you're making things 10 times worse. I think so, yeah. yeah. And you definitely do get it with parents. If their child's scared, they're like, no, no, he, he won't do it because um, yeah. he's too scared or... You know, they no, they won't do it. Just reinforcing that fear. Exactly, like, and then yes, the child's never going to push it. it. And yeah. I was the same. Like, and my mum admits it, so I can say this. Like, mm. and plus she won't hear this, but um, mm. she okay. she doesn't like small spaces, so she refused to. She hated caving, and I used to feed off that fear, so I would never do caving. Like, I was petrified of it, mm. and um, she admits it now. And like, I, I send her pictures of stuff I'm doing in the caves that we have. She's like, oh, she was like, I'm so glad you got the opportunity to to kick that out because I yeah. think I would have never done caving otherwise even when I started doing caving yeah. and Gareth took me in um, a couple of the other guys like Anne and Gavin they took me in the easiest cave just to get me used mm-hmm. to it and I hated it yeah. and now I'm you know going through swim throughs having to hold my breath and you right. can kick it out of you you just have to work towards it I guess but um and it is work isn't it yeah definitely those thoughts that that appear in your mind as you're in that really challenging situation like in the cave yeah you're feeling anxious what do you tell yourself in that moment I guess that you're safe. You're with trained people. So like even when I wasn't trained in caving, I had the trained professionals with me. Like all of the people like that I work with have got I I'm I've probably got the minimum amount of caving experience. Like my like I said was always climbing. So I'm with people that have guided in Waitomo caves and South Island caves for 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. So yeah, it's telling yourself you're with someone who's safe, who's done it over and over again. Like you're in a perfectly safe environment. The only time I guess I really struggled to tell myself that was when I did there's an area of our cave called the rattlesnake there's one part and you have to get on your back and the roof is just touching your nose and the water is about up to your ear level so yeah and it's super short and it's super super safe you've got a guide on either side but for me that was most people just do it but for me I was like this was that was my level I guess um but now I do it and love it so it's like (laughs) yeah it's pretty no not definitely not you know, the more schools and the more children can try these different things. Yeah. So good. So good for their self-esteem. Oh, definitely. Their mental health later, especially when they're young adults. And And like you said, it doesn't even need to be, you don't need to be abseiling or climbing or caving, like just like something like that, just being told, no, you can do it. Because none of us know something for the, for the first time. We, we don't know what to expect. No, um, definitely not. That's when it is scariest. So um, what does the future look like for, for you guys and, and for uh, you? What, not that you know. No, not really. What would you like it to hold? <laughs> What's next for you? Keep going with this, I guess. Like as the business keep, we're getting busier and busier every year, which is awesome. And yeah, to, to just keep showing people the amazing stuff that we've got on our doorstep here, um, whether they're locals or whether they're, you know, like resident Kiwi tourists or international tourists. Yeah, showing, showing all of that off personally wise just sticking around in Raglan for as long as I can. Um, yeah. <laughs> You've got the bag now. Everybody loves uh, it here. I don't think I could ever go back to a normal nine till five job. It's no. um, it's pretty nice waking up on a Monday like today and going out for a surf yeah. before coming here to yeah. do this, before Absolutely. then going to do work. Like, not Absolutely. many people are that lucky. So no, don't no. take it for granted. Like Very grateful for 
yeah what we have and the gratitude is key in terms of like school holidays are coming up yeah what could what could i get my daughter doing so we're gonna we run school holiday programs every holidays um so we kind of split it into two we have six to nine year olds i've changed it this time so i was having to think and then nine to twelve nine to thirteen year olds Mm -hmm. we'll be advertising that soon with the dates and then um groups of ten and we take them out and it's all dependent on whether we'll probably be going probably in the bush block um, or possibly going doing some climbing a bit further afield. Okay, I'm gonna definitely lock and load that. I yeah, I'm gonna get my girl in. Yeah, no, and, we'll be adver- um, I've sorted out the dates, so I just need to advertise them. So we'll be getting them out soon, and we'll get the flyers out in all the local schools, yeah. and it'll Wicked. be. Um, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. They're probably like the f- most fun jobs I get to do in the school holidays. So. That's fantastic. Yeah, and, and it's nice having the it. same kids come back, and then they bring their friends, and pretty cool seeing them. Yeah. And, and you'll get to see them as they kind of get older and grow up and you'll see oh, like, definitely. how the experience shapes them. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And I think kids are amazing anyway in that like they'll push themselves way harder than an adult would. So mm-hmm. you get out there and it's almost easy because the kids know what they're doing and know how to do it. And yeah, you'll be amazed. You've got these nine year old, 10 year olds now who have been coming with Gareth when he started it and with Anne and now with me. And it's like they already know how to, to set up and how to do everything and how to be safe. And you're like... Not many nine and ten year olds can say they can build a bivouac and light a fire in the rain and toast marshmallows, and yet these guys can. So I think I think our raglan kids are really, really so lucky to to have this start in life. You know, definitely. I was um, talking with someone the other day, and and he was saying that his daughter. Um, rides locally she goes to the pony club and um, she's having experiences on a weekly basis that that children other children from city areas might only experience once or twice in their childhood um, yeah so we're we're so fortunate um, wonderful resource at our doorstep yeah 100% yeah it's like a little hidden paradise yeah <laughs> <laughs> definitely right. well thanks so much for coming in to ah, talk all to good. me yeah no thanks and, for um, having me I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys do next and I yeah. think you've got some interesting uh, secret projects. We have, yeah. There's definitely <laughs> definitely one that is hopefully going to be I'm kicking off soon, excited. which will be amazing. And then there's another one. It's pretty exciting to yeah, get in there. So. I'm very excited to hear about that. Forward to hearing from you. Thanks so much. Cool. All good. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here today. I can't thank you enough. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this story and make sure you share this if you think anyone will be interested in learning about how awesome our little town called Raglan is. Thank you so much for listening. Really happy to have you here.